this week's episode of Mum Talk. So this week I am chatting with a beautiful, beautiful French lady called Marion who is living in the UK. She is a master spin instructor, a yoga teacher and a finance lawyer. She is pregnant with her second and she has an 18-month-old called Inez. Superwoman springs to mind. I mean, I don't know how she juggles all of this, but she explains in the podcast. And we chat about so much. We chat about her birth story, what she wants her second birth to look like, how her pregnancies have differed, juggling everything I just mentioned and being pregnant at the same time. Also, with all of her fitness knowledge, we have a little chat about pre and postnatal fitness and what she would recommend. We chat about nurseries, breastfeeding, getting pregnant again. Oh my goodness, so much. And we dive straight in. So there's very little introduction as I literally just pressed record when I realised that we were chatting so much and I wanted you guys to hear it. So we jumped straight in. She's 37 weeks pregnant and considering packing her hospital bag. You know, I had my hospital bag packed when I was, I don't know, like 35, 36 weeks pregnant. So she's absolutely mellow. Anyway... Have a listen, enjoy, and I'll catch you at the end. Like this time, I'm really not prepared and I still have, I still haven't done my hospital bag and I'm 37 <laughs> weeks, so I need to like really do it today. And like, yeah, I, I just like, I'm so chill this time. I need to like start preparing. <laughs> oh, but that's so good though. Isn't that good to be really mellow and just relaxed about it all? Yeah, I think like I'm less, um, I'm more patient. I remember last time being so impatient by that yeah. point and just like everyone telling me all oh, the most of being just you and Ben and like all that stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I literally like just want to have my baby now. Um, <laughs> but it's true that this time I'm a lot more like relaxed about it because I've got Ines, so I'm, like, making the most of, like, being just S3 and, like, stuff like that. Oh, that's so sweet. So how old is Ines? So Ines is 18 months. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, she's quite small still. Oh, wow. So you're (laughs) – did you want to have two kids close together? Yes. Yeah, that's what we'd like to do as well. So we're – I mean, I didn't expect it to be that quick. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but basically I stopped breastfeeding the next month I was pregnant. Really? <laughs> so, so it's like, like now I know, like my mom did say like, you have to be careful. And I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do have to be careful. <laughs> so, do you, I yeah. mean, this is probably a really stupid question, but I'm sure you know the answer. So do you have to stop breastfeeding to then become pregnant again? You don't. Um, I know a few girls um, that have um, fell pregnant again whilst breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, so you can still fall pregnant. I think it's just, it's more unlikely, but it all depends, I think, on the amount of breastfeeding you're doing. Right. Um, so me, I breastfed for 11 months. Yeah. And But at the end, I was only doing a feed in the morning and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really didn't have much milk at all towards the end. I think after 10 months, it completely dropped. Oh, really? And, um, and I, I went to New York for a week. And um, I think that 
that didn't work too well because I I took my pump with me, but at that stage the pump was not strong enough to get the milk out. Okay. Um. So so I I start, like I had one like one boob was like huge, uh, <laughs> and I was like I had to come early from New York because I was like I'm gonna get my stasis or like something like that. So I came early, but like Ines was no longer interested. I my milk supply I think was like. I mean, before I went to New York, it was already like, because I think there's a slop in milk supply at like 10 months. Right. Um, and uh, and I was just like, I felt I was really ready to, to stop. So I stopped, but like, it was so easy to stop because I didn't have much milk. So I yeah. didn't have any pain, anything, any engorgement. Yeah. Um, so it was like the easiest transition ever. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's and, nice. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, and then I just like waited for a month. I had my period once and then the following month I was pregnant. And I didn't know, I only found out I was pregnant, like it, I was already like two months pregnant because I, it was normal for me to not have my period. And yeah. so it didn't, I was not too bothered and I didn't have any sign. Um, but then, yeah, after two months, I was like, oh, maybe I should check. And yeah, I was pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, well, congratulations. So Thank you're 37 you. weeks or are you 38 weeks now? I am 37 weeks. 37 yeah. weeks. Yeah. And oh. you are first week of January. Oh, that's so exciting. It's so exciting. That's so exciting. Do you know if it's a girl or a boy? No. Oh, complete surprise. Yeah. Oh. Did you find out? We did, yeah. Hendrik really wanted to find out, so... Yeah, I did for Ines. We did for Ines as well. We, oh, did you? For Ines, it's funny because for Ines, it was not even a question. Like, we had to find out. We were so... <laughs> impatient about everything um <laughs> but like this time we just like yeah we I, I i think it's just a different feeling this time yeah just a lot more chilled a lot more mellow yeah easy going. i don't know i feel like within it i had this idea in my mind that it would be a boy yeah. and um I, we, I was convinced it was a boy and then i did the scan and it was a girl and like for one day i was a bit like oh no i wanted a boy yeah and then and then it took me that day to like put my hand around the fact that I was having a girl. And I think it's just, I mean, it's a silly thing. It's just because I have an older brother and I love that. But, um, uh, but then, but then obviously like she came and like, I'm like, like beyond like happy. Um, <laughs> and so I think now it really like showed me that it really doesn't matter. So I think this time I'm so, I really don't care whether I've got, whether it's a boy or a girl. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I was more chilled about not knowing the sex. Uh, and this time I really have no expectation. Like in my head, I have no clue and it doesn't matter. Does it feel different to your first pregnancy? How have your pregnancies differed? Um, they're pretty, they've been pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, they've been pretty similar overall. I think you do forget how you feel when you're pregnant. Yeah. So when I got pregnant, I mean, I've touched wood. I've had like both pregnancy have been like fairly easy. Um, but like, yeah, in the first trimester, in both pregnancies, I felt a bit like just like very nauseous. But I mean... I could still do things. So I know I've, I've got friends who had it much like worse than me. So I can't really complain, but like, you're just feeling nauseous all day long and not feeling myself. Yeah. But, um, that's always like just the first trimester, but in both pregnancies, second trimester, I was like 
woo, amazing, <laughs> getting back to normal, working, like working out loads, teaching loads. Um, so like both pregnancies, second trimester was amazing. And then third, third trimester, I never like the third trimester to be, if I'm honest, like I just hate it. Like I'm just like, I'm too big, I'm too heavy. I don't like my body. I'm like, I want to give birth. <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't like being restricted. Like I love movement. So like being restricted with movement, I find it really um, very like, it just bothers me. Um, and like my yoga practice is really like uncomfortable in the third trimester. Um and yeah, it's just like these little knots around your hips and sleeping and insomnia. All the thing I think just the third trimester is just not the one. <laughs> <laughs> not the one for you. It's so funny, isn't it, how everyone experiences it so differently. Yeah. And some people love it and some people hate it and oh that's so funny. Um, I do like movement I do like feeling the baby moving, obviously. Oh yeah. And I do like that you're getting close and there's a, ch- a sense that it's coming and like it's very exciting yeah um so it's not all bad but yeah I don't really yeah for me I don't really understand people who say like they love being pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I love having a baby but I don't love being pregnant oh <laughs> we kind of just jumped straight into the podcast um, yeah. and the recording and the questions so I'm just going to roll with it and just keep sure asking you questions because <laughs> yes. we're just naturally flowing here which is awesome um so your first birth because I kind of want to start at the beginning so the listeners yeah. um can follow um but so your first birth how did that go did you how was your first birth so um first birth went fairly well overall so I wanted a water birth. Uh-huh. Um, I was really excited for that because in France, I'm French and in France, yeah. it's not very popular. Um, there's not many hospitals that does it. Um, so I was really excited to be in England where like it's very easy to like have a water birth if 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 it's something that you want to do. Um, so, so yeah, I was looking forward to it. Um, and I didn't... I mean, I did. I did an hypnobirthing course, which yeah. I hated. Really, and it's very controversial <laughs> because people love hypnobirthing so much and rave about it. Um, but I may have not picked the right one, to be honest. Like, I'm not saying that it's not something that I would eventually like. Um, was it online just, or was it in person? We did a course in London, like a, okay. a weekend course with my husband, and it's just. I don't know. I think, yeah, I did not connect with the woman um, that did it. And for me, I don't know, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a yogi. I just felt like it was completely pointless. Like, I felt like it was the same thing as my yoga practice yeah. and the breathing I already knew. Yeah. And I just didn't really connect with the affirmation. Um, I, I, I'm a lot into meditation and things like that. And for me, all the affirmati- affirmation things was more of a distraction. Yeah. Uh, um, so I really did not enjoy that part uh, of it. And I don't know, I just felt that it was an exhausting weekend where you were sitting in a chair all day long, heavily pregnant. I just like did not enjoy that course. <laughs> um, and I thought it was really overpriced. I don't know. I just like, yeah, I was disappointed with the course. Yeah. But um, I, I've got friends who absolutely rave about their birth course. And I think it, I'm sure it's 
I mean, I'm sure I'm, I, I just do ignore birthing without, like, yes. without, like, all of it. Definitely. Uh, I found uh, that when I was watching, um, like, the videos and stuff. I was like, oh, this is this is familiar stuff that we're going over, yeah. especially the lifestyles that we live. It's all it's all same, same, isn't it? Exactly. So, so yeah, so I did, so I didn't do, I did a lot of yoga throughout my pregnancy and I kept on doing all my workouts pretty much. Um, so I felt really strong by the time I was like giving birth. Yeah. Um, and I felt good. I mean, obviously like, like everyone, I was tired and I was like having like hip pain and stuff like that, but like not, not many pain. I was still feeling quite good. Um, and yeah, I, I, I labored at home. Um, my plan was labor at home as long as you can, um, and then go to hospital. So I labor at home and then I was quite shocked by how intense it gets. Uh, I think the first time you don't, I kind of had more confidence (laughs) than actually when it happened, I was like, oh my goodness, it is actually quite intense. Um, so it's funny because I think the weeks coming to giving birth, you start to get a bit like you start to anticipate a bit. And I started to have insomnia. I never had insomnia in my entire life. So I felt, okay, you're clearly a bit stressed, a bit more stressed than you, you acknowledge it. Um, but I tried to just like go with it, but I was, to be honest within us, I was really overdue and I was, I, at 37 weeks, I was like, I want to give birth today. I want to give birth today. And every day I was like walking like 10 kilometers and doing all these things. But like the, she just didn't want to come. <laughs> and I, I went really overdue with all my entity friends giving birth before oh, me. No. And I was like, oh, my goodness, getting stressed. Um, also, bearing in mind that the entity woman that we had told us, Oh, out of the eight of you guys, at least like four or five are going to have C-sections and it's just the way it is. And like, you need to be prepared for everything. And they all had natural birth. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Um, So yeah, it was quite, I was getting quite nervous. Um, But then, yeah, then I had my midwife appointment just the day. I think it was a couple of days before the induction was planned. Um, so I was like well above like 41 weeks. Um, and she, uh, it was the best day ever because I was so stressed out about being induced yeah, because yeah. in the hospital, I give birth, you can't have a water birth if you're getting yes. induced. Um, so my whole like dream birth was a bit like, was a bit like in danger. <laughs> um, and so I saw that midwife and she said, she checked me and she said, you're actually four centimeters by <gasps> And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is so amazing. That's brilliant. Uh, it's crazy because without having proper contractions, my body was like dilating. Oh my uh, god, that's so that's amazing. It's like so crazy. And then she said, so she said, do not worry, like you will have this baby this weekend. I'm like 100% certain you will have this baby this weekend. And it was a Friday. Um, so I was like, oh, great, like really, really positive because, yeah, I didn't have any Braxton Hicks or anything really going on before. Um, so, yeah, it was really good. So I went home. She said, go for a long walk. So we went for another long walk, yeah. went home and just waited. And then 
that um, the next morning at 5 a.m. I started to have contractions, like proper contractions. So it was like super exciting. And she said, you can go to the hospital any, at any point because you're already four centimeters dilated anyway. Yeah. Um, so she said, don't wait too long um, at home. Um, so yeah, I remember I started to have contractions about 5 a.m. I think the first time it's really hard to know whether it's a contraction yes. or not a contraction. So for me, I felt... I mean, sorry about being like a little bit like, yeah, honest, but I just felt like I, I, I was ill. Like I just felt like my tummy was really upset suddenly and I just like needed the loo and like yes. not fit well and like really like having my tummy really unsettled. And that's how I felt. And I told Ben, go and like, give me some toast because everyone said you need to eat. So I like, get me some toast. And I remember I just could not stomach it. Like I could oh, not really? stomach anything. Uh, so I was like, okay, no toast. <laughs> um, and I went straight up in the shower, like, like from the start, I went straight up in the shower because I just like, I just felt like they were coming quite like, I was just feeling really ill. Um, but it was not what I expected of a contraction because I think I expected I would have felt contractions, yes. like, but I didn't, I just felt like really like ill, um, like you have food poisoning or something like that. So it was really strange. Um, but then it started to be more of a like, yeah, a pain that comes and then that goes. But I don't know. I feel like some people say that in between contraction, they're like super chilled. But like I was kind of like, mm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was OK. So I was just like stayed in the underneath the shower and that really helped um I loved having water like falling on me and um and for me I had to, like quite quite early on I had to go straight into all fours for every single contraction mm-hmm. and that was my favorite position ever like, I knew like if I was going into all fours I'd be fine I was just like focusing breathing and I was really like silent and like just like in my own little world um but it's funny because you have all these like, you know, you prepare like your playlist and yes. all the things you would do. But like, it's completely, it's so unrealistic now. Yeah. Like, looking back, I'm like, I didn't use any of the things I wanted no. to use, like any candles, any sprays, anything. No. Like literally, I feel like it starts and you're like game on yeah. survival mode. <laughs> I think if, my, if I pack my hospital bag now, I would literally just put in some clothes and yes, nappies literally. and clothes yes. for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I think I'm more chill because I know that all these fancy things I wanted yeah. to, even my tent machine, I didn't use. Like I didn't use anything. Birthing ball, I didn't use anything. I hated um, my birthing ball in labor. Oh, it was the worst place to be. I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't it's use it so at all. So, yes, I did, like, I started to have this contraction, and then we called the hospital, and the hospital was kind of like, oh, uh, maybe she should wait a little bit longer at home. So I was like, I'm not sure I can wait much longer, but I'll try. Um, but it's really interesting how they know, like, mm. just hearing your voice, they know how far you are. Um and so I stayed at home a little bit longer, but not much longer. And then I, st- I don't know about you, but yeah, now I started to just be scared and yeah. like be scared I couldn't cope anymore and be scared by the contraction and by just like, just be- being like, I'm not, not sure I can make it to the hospital if yeah. we wait much longer. 
Um, so I think then I just, I told Ben, we need to go and like, just call the hospital, but just let them know that we're on our way because I don't think I can do anything else right now. There's definitely a point, isn't there, that you cross and you kind of think, okay, well, this is fine at home. And then actually, no, I want to go. I want to go and be reassured that this is actually yes, what's meant exactly. to be happening. Yeah, I think it's just suddenly I felt like, yeah, I think I felt scared probably. And I felt like I, like I was losing control and I didn't really know. Like, I think the only thing I can remember now is being so focused on how well the baby is doing. And so like, the only thing that could matter was like, I hope she's okay, I hope she's okay, I hope yeah. she's okay. And um, I think at that point, I just wanted someone to let me know that she's fine. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so then we, went, we, we took the taxi which was to like for me it was great because it was like these big taxis and I could be on all fours during my contraction. So it was like that's all that matters is that I'm on all fours. That's so funny. It's so hilarious because that trip to the hospital, I mean it's another level. Like it is so you're just not prepared for that. No one had ever told me that I would have to do these things. And uh, like my mom thought it was hilarious because in France you you go to the hospital earlier. Right. Um, so you don't really have these weird journeys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's so strange because I remember like being in front of the hospital and telling Ben, okay, tell the driver to wait for my next contraction. I'm going to take my next contraction in the cab. <laughs> and then, right, because it's, it's like a five yeah. good five-minute walk to the birth center oh, and I didn't goodness. want to be like in front of everyone on all fours. But in the end, I had to because it was another connection <laughs> came out literally in front of the hospital. Oh, no. Hospital in London with like completely normal people coming for like <laughs> the normal appointments. But Ben was like, oh, my God, you were hilarious. And but I didn't care at all. Like I couldn't care less. I could have given birth no. in front of anyone, yeah. like literally. Um, and yeah, it was you. You it completely takes over your whole body. There's nothing you can do about it. It's no. it's, it's a very it's such a weird feeling to describe. It's like you're not yourself. I like it, I didn't recognize myself. Um, and it was just like, yeah, on all fours. And it was fine when I was on all fours, but I just had to be on all fours. So never mind. And like, I took pictures and it was like hilarious. <laughs> and so then I made it to the birth center and I was, they checked me and I was eight centimeters dilated. Oh, so brilliant. I was like, okay, it's amazing. Um, so I was really, yeah, I was really happy with that because in my head I was, let's see what they say. I, I really want a water birth, but obviously, you know, you have to go with the flow and see like if you can cope or not. So I was like, okay, I can do that. Eight centimeters. Good, good progress. Yeah, uh, I can do that. So then I went to the, to the, to the pool and I just like carry on. Like I didn't go into the pool straight away. I just carry on with my labor and my water, I still had my, bro my water. Okay. Um, so they said, Oh, it's fine. We can break them a bit um, later on. So, yeah, it was all fine. I think the only thing that was quite painful, I remember the thing that was really painful is that I couldn't pee. And they, keep, they kept uh, asking yeah. me, you need to pee, you need to pee, because the baby was not moving down. And I couldn't pee. Like, there was nothing I could do. It was just completely blocked. I was like, it doesn't work. It's not working. You need to help me. So then at some point, eventually, they had to 
put a catheter in for me, but um, I was like, that's fine. Um, and then, yeah, and then at 10 centimeters, they broke my water. That was so, such a relief. That was really like, actually, that was like the nicest thing ever. And this is when I started to have proper, I think, big intense contractions yeah so now i'm thinking yeah when you break when you want to break i'm sure you have stronger contractions because me it, it came so much stronger after yeah water broke um and and I, I said i want to go in the pool like yeah i want to i want to change something has to change <laughs> so i went into the pool and then yeah and then that was the worst thing is like the pushing for me oh, yeah. it was so much harder than i I thought I didn't know. I really did not. I felt. I just felt like I was not doing well. I didn't know how oh, to no. push. It took me three hours to get out. Oh no! Three hours, and like it's so strange because like the constructions I thought I did, I really handled them and it was fine. But like the pushing, I could not do it. I, I think I did not at first. I did not do it well because I had this idea in my mind that. You need to not push too hard, not yes. to tear. And I was so scared to tear. Now I was like, oh, I'm going to do the yoga breathing and just like keep breathing through. Yeah. But at some point, my midwife was like, Marianne, okay, like you are not pushing. You need to push. It's like <laughs> your strength. And I was like, okay, yeah, clearly I'm not, I'm not doing it right. And, um, and I could feel the contractions getting like slower and slower and not as strong. And then I didn't know what when to push because I couldn't really feel the contraction as much. And I was just like, that was a bit stressful because I remember at some point just losing confidence and telling them, telling the midwife, am I, am I doing okay? Because like, I feel like I'm not doing really well. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was starting to feel stressed out for the baby because it had been like forever. And the midwife was not really, I mean, she was amazing, but she was really leaving me doing my thing. She was not really, like, helping or, like, giving me guidance. She was just doing her things and shuffling papers and stuff like that. And I, was, I kind of needed a bit more reassurance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, she was super nice, but she was just, like, around. Yeah. Um, and, I, and she didn't, like, tell me to change position or maybe, like, to do things, like, another way. Um, but then at some point she came over and she was like, okay, Marion, now you're going to need to truly do something because it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being like, I know, I know. <laughs> and I think it just took me a long time to also mentally be ready for that pain. Yeah. I could feel the baby coming down, but I could, I definitely did not feel the urge to push ever. Really? And I didn't feel um, the baby like head, baby's head like for ages and oh, wow. I think I was 10 centimeters dilated but the baby was not low enough oh, wow. and I think yeah I think it took me a long time for my body to really like release and I was holding up I was just holding on like yeah. my whole body was holding on and I think yeah, it took me a long time to really relax into it and allow the baby to drop and allow the baby to go down and um, and then at some point I finally like yeah felt the baby and I think it was so I mean so it's such an atrocious pain that I was like <laughs> it took me a while to like just mentally I think accept that this is what's gonna take to get mm-hmm. that baby out and um, and yet suddenly she said okay Mary the next contraction you need to push like as hard as hard as hard 
and my husband was really with me and I remember he was really with me and like, I was holding my hand and I was like sitting on all fours in the pool but it was like you can do this Marion you can do this you have to do it and then I was like pushed so hard like the hardest I could and she came out Yay! and I was like yes <laughs> but that was like such an emotional moment and I was just like completely unreal and I remember I almost passed, I felt like I was passed out. Um, but then I, I, I heard the, the, a voice far away being like, Marion, Marion, it's not over. You need to push the body because I had just pushed the head out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can do that, I can do that. So then I did another push and then the body came in. That was yeah. fine. Um, and then she gave she gave Ines to me, but I will always remember it. It's just. Oh, it's just so incredible when, like, the yeah, the feeling you get is just so, it's so empowering. You really yeah. feel like you are superwoman. <laughs> oh, you do, don't you? You feel like you need like a hundred medals afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. It's so intense. I, I mean, I knew it would be intense, but I never expected to be that intense. Yeah. Um, and for that long, and. But it's just, it's a very, it's hard to describe because yeah, it's such an empowering moment. And it's so, I thought I would be so scared of giving birth and I wasn't as scared as I thought I would be. It was very like, I feel you just, yeah, you just do it. Like you just like get into the moment and you just do it. And there's so much adrenaline and so much love. And uh, it's just, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a, I'm, it's a moment I can't describe. I can't even really remember every part of it, you know. Yeah. It's uh, you, you do forget. But I remember how I felt when I saw Ines. It was just like the oh, it was the most powerful experience ever. I could not believe that we had created that little girl. Yeah. And it was just like me and Ben having like created her. Like it's just so beautiful. No, oh, I know. I often look at Amandine and think oh my gosh, every little hair on your head, we made that, every little bit, you know, every eyelash, we made that. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane, absolutely insane. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it was clearly an experience. Yeah. So yeah, it went, overall it took 12 hours, the whole thing. Okay. So, I mean, it's not too bad for like, no. the first birth. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, I just need to plug my computer. No, it's fine. Um, so do you have but, a plan for this birth or do you have any preferences for this birth or anything that you would want to do differently? Or So I think, yeah, I, want, I would like to have another water birth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do it better, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, the only thing that went, that didn't go too well for me last time is... Um, after I, I after I had Ines, I delivered the placenta and it split out. Okay. And so I had like an hemorrhage on the floor, so that was like not great. Yeah. Um, and I lost a lot of blood, so they had to do the injection and it stopped and it was fine. Um, but because I had lost a lot of blood, I felt so so weak. Yeah. Um, and that first night, I remember that was the scariest night of my life. Like that first night, I literally like wonder whether I would make it. I was like, it's just being dramatic, but it yeah. was like. I was really scared. Like the whole night, I didn't want to go to sleep because I thought I would die. Like I was just, because I had never felt that weak in my body and uh, and trauma. Like I just felt trauma and I, it was quite scary that first night in the hospital. Um, but the fact 
and they, they like they really left me on my own as well because I think they had so many other women yeah. that had like complicated birth and like other things to do and they told me in the morning look oh, we're sorry we haven't really been with you much but um my husband was with me and he was fine but they said you were not like a priority you were fine like you were fine so yeah. I was like oh yeah that's fine but I for me, I was like, okay, it's good. They're not too. Con- they don't look too concerned about me, so it's quite common apparently what I had. But uh, but for me, I felt really scared. Yeah. Um, but then the next day, I was, like it was fine. Like so, it's really like I was so impressed with how quickly you recover because when I went to bed that night, I couldn't sleep at all at night, and Ben neither. We were just like, so you just look at your baby and you're just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I felt so tired and exhausted and weak. But they said, you may need blood transfusion tomorrow morning. We have to do like tests. And I was like, very like, I was like, not up for it. No. Um, but then the next day they did my iron test and they were like, incredible. It's all good. All back to normal. Oh, like wow. you're doing well. So I was like, oh, amazing. And it's crazy how better I felt the next day. So I think it was just like, I just needed time. Yeah. And I was just a bit shocked yeah. and tired. Um, but yeah, then I recovered really quickly. So this time I spoke with them about this because they were like, obviously you had that problem before. It may happen again. But um, they said you, you, it, it, it's fine for you to have another water birth. They just said we will get you out of the water pretty quickly um, and probably give you the injection to get the contraction quickly to get the placenta out. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm like, yeah, hoping it's going to be okay. This time I have another complication. I have something called, they find out I've got like group B strep. Okay. Um, which is not too bad, but I need to go to the hospital when I'm in labor to get antibiotics. Right. Um, so I won't be able to labor at home the same way I did last time. But to be honest, I'm not, I think I feel okay about it now. I feel like... Hopefully this time is going to be quicker yeah. and I feel like I can do the same thing I've done at home. In I, I, It's such a beautiful birth center. I really like, it's really nice there. Um, I feel comfortable. I've been there before. I just feel like I can, yeah, I can do it. And it's just the, you just have to, it's just the way it is anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not too, I'm, I'm not too bothered about it. I'm like, that's okay. But yeah, I, I'm hoping for another water birth. Um, but obviously, fingers crossed, we'll see. Oh, that would be so lovely. That would be so, so lovely. You had, you had a similar, you had like, you stayed at home for a long time. And then you... I did, yeah, so I stayed at home, but then when I got to the hospital, I was only two centimetres dilated. Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it. But then once she found out I was two centimetres, she did the examination, was like, yes, but you're, it will progress really, really quickly. And it mm. did. I mean, I had an eight hour labour from start to oh, finish. Yeah. It was including the pushing. It was like, I cannot complain whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my contractions only started when my waters broke and they broke okay. at midnight. Um, yeah. And then it was really intense until, yeah, until I gave birth. I but, can imagine, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, oh my gosh, it's such a gorgeous birth story and so cool that you can go for hopefully the same thing and have two water births. Yeah. It'd be so nice. So... Did I see on your Instagram you're a lawyer as well, a finance lawyer? Yes. So you're a I, lawyer and yoga teacher. Yes. And cycle, you do cycle Instructor. London as well, right? Exactly. 
Oh my goodness. So <laughs> how do you do all of that? And I know it's an I got tied away. and pregnant. I know it is completely crazy. So before I had Ines, it was manageable to be honest. Um, because it was, I always done so much exercise. Like I'm really like, I'm such a fitness junkie. Um, and I've done yoga like for years and, uh, it's just, a, it's complete part of my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before I had Ines, it was fine. I was just like teaching really early in the morning before I go to work and then going to work. And that was absolutely fine. And at the weekend I was doing a bit more and my husband is also passionate but about golf. So we both have okay. like, we're quite independent with our like hobbies. Um, so he worked really well. He could go and play his like golf, like golf course and 18 holes every weekend. And I could just do like lots of yoga workshops and things like that. So it worked really well. And then we had Ines and just life change, right? It's completely yeah. different. I mean, like for the best, like it's amazing, but it's, uh, it's, you really do not have as much time and it's either you look after her or Ben look after her and it's, um, it's a juggling act. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, it's uh, like, to be honest, I took a year off uh, my work uh, as a lawyer, which was so, so, so good. It was the best decision ever. I had so much fun. Um, I had so much time with Ines. I felt, I still feel so grateful for it because in France, women have three months yeah. and that's it. Um, so it's, it, it was the best day of my life by far. It was absolutely incredible. And it gave me that time that I really wanted to do a lot of like, to really like be with my baby and also do my yoga and spinning. And so I taught loads of classes because I could still spend the whole day with Ines and just like nip out for a few hours and teach. Yeah. And for me, it was, uh, I think it's the main reason why I really enjoyed my maternity leave and I didn't feel lonely. I didn't feel um, tired. I didn't feel like I felt great because I could still work out and look after Ines. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly because I had a lot of support from my husband and my friends in London who like babysit, like they helped so much babysitting Ines and, and staying with her when I was teaching. Um, and it was like a real organization of like pumping around the clock in the bathroom at Cycle and everything. Cause I was like, yeah, I started teaching back after a few months. Yeah. Um, and then I was teaching at 6.30 in the morning still, even on that leave. Oh my goodness. And I, and I, I remember I was, I was waking up at like five, pumping, going to Cycle, teaching, pumping again, coming back home, being, be with Ines. Um, and then in the evening I was training and when Ben got home and things like that. So it was like a whole like organization for me to get back into it. But I think because my husband knew how important it is for me to be fit and like how it's important to me to like keep up with my lifestyle. He really like tried really hard to make it work for me and to always like, or, or ask friends to like help us so that I could like go and work out and things like that. And yeah, it made me feel so much better. Um, I had like, I, yeah, I think it, it is a big, big, it was so important to me. I will always remember the first time I can I went for, to ride after like four weeks and <laughs> I was like, it was the best hour. I was, I can't believe how amazing it is to just, 
for that hour, it's you again, and you find it's like your old self again, it's just you, and I felt so free and so amazing, it gave me so much energy, and when I got back to Ines, I was the happiest mom ever, Um, so yeah, for me, it was a big part of it, and I really like I love encouraging and inspiring other women to use their maternity leave, not just for being a mom, but also like looking after themselves because it's so, so, so important. And I, I, it made me so happy. So, so happy. So now you are back to work as a lawyer and teaching, but you've yes. dropped cycling, right? So I, I'm on mat leave now. And you're on mat leave, so, yeah. So I went back to work and I was pregnant. <laughs> so that was like quite a shock. Um, but I went back to work to my law firm for seven months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they knew like I was pregnant again. Um, so it was like, they know I, I teach at Cycle as well. They know what I do. I only teach early mornings. Like I never teach in the evenings. Um, so yeah, I teach early mornings and then I go to work and I still do my work and then I work. I mean, the fact that I'm a lawyer in a really big law firm is very independent. So as long as you do the hours, you, 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 you you organize yourself. Um, and, um, and that, that worked, but yeah, within us, it was very hard. It was probably the, the hardest eight months. And I think it's mainly because. We, I think, I think when I do it again, I will choose different things. Like we chose nursery and that didn't quite work. I was going um, to ask you how you manage childcare and things and how you made yeah, those choices. It's, uh, yeah, it's been like, I think you just have to try and see what works for you. Um, we found a really nice nursery that I still love, but it's just the nursery system I don't think is really well suited for a couple like us we're both lawyers and we're both full-time and um, we're really busy and we work long days and long hours and it's it's very difficult because at nursery she gets ill a lot and we have to go and pick her up and then she gets a fever and then she can't go for two days or then she has like she vomits then she can't go for three days or then they call you because they've got like um hand mouth like disease epidemic and no one can go to the nursery and like it's just like there's a lot of unexpected things which means that instead of spending five days a week at nursery she probably only spent like two or three days a week right uh so i always had to go like like my job was amazing for that because I, I had to leave my job like every single week pretty much to at least one day to go and pick her up early wow. um i'm so, so I mean, that was like quite inconvenient, and and then logged back in from home. I worked from home so much, and like having to like look after Ines when she was ill, while working was really challenging. Um, and yeah, I've been I, I've been like to teach cycle as well. So I mean, there's these days where literally I had to like work until 4 a.m. on the closing and then wake up to teach a cycle at 6.30 and then look after Ines and work from home the following day. Like it's just, but I knew, I knew it would be like this. Yeah. Um, and I was mentally prepared for it and I knew it wouldn't be always like this. Yeah. But I wanted to go back and um, and I just like didn't want to, 
stay at home. I wanted to go back to work and see how it is and see whether it's manageable and see whether I could still do cycle and everything. And I think, yeah, I think I needed to like realize myself that it's too much and that it's going to be hard to, it's not a sustainable thing to do. Um, But I just wanted to like see how I can make it work. And it's great because to be honest, now I've learned so much. I know that nursery is probably not the right option for us and and then you will work so much better for us. Um, So what do you do now with Inez? At the moment, I'm, so I've just, since last week, I'm on maternity leave for another year for my law firm. Yeah. Um, Ines is still at nursery, Monday to Thursdays. So she's always been Monday to Thursdays um, and Friday with me. Um, so, yeah, she still does that. And I'm still planning on leaving her at nursery when I have the baby yeah. so that I can just focus on being with the baby. Yeah. Um, and I probably just go and pick up earlier and spend more time with Ines as well. But I think I don't want to be by myself with the two small yeah. and the two every single day. Um, so, yeah, the plan is to leave her at nursery for now. And, uh, and have the baby and start teaching as soon as possible at cycle again because yeah I really I think it worked really well last time um and it's it's a great way to like you still do something you're not completely on that leave but it allow it gives you a lot of time to be with your children so it's really it's a nice compromise absolutely and then in, so instead of nursery what do you think you'll do with um, yeah, what are the other options? Okay, yeah. Um, so I would love it if Ines could be with like another friend and um, she can still like play because she's so happy at nursery. That that's why that's why we're leaving her there yeah. at the moment because Ben is like, but Mary and she's so happy there. She's got her friends and like she every night when I go and pick her up, she's so happy. She just Aww. like. She wants to show me everything she's done, and she says like bye bye to everyone. She, like she, I feel like she really like she's growing into such a little like beautiful little girl there, and um, I love it there. It's just um, so I would like to keep that like socialization uh, of her being with another at least another child. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think a share nanny would be a good a good idea. But I know that all of my friends who have like jobs and like full-time jobs who do nannies they're so happy with it because it does avoid like doing the nursery runs mm-hmm. and your kid does get ill a bit less and like it is a little bit like more convenient yeah uh, and they can stay for another 20 minutes if needed or you know like all these things um so yeah i think this is what we're gonna look at for next year um, but we haven't like we haven't fully made our choice yet. But I think we're gonna start looking at this. I mean, you've got a year off, yay! Yes, like so of time yeah, to... don't need to rush into anything. Oh, that must feel so nice that you can just have a year, just not worrying and do your cycle, which sounds awesome. Okay, so I would love to move on to fitness. Um, so we were talking about pre having a chat about pre and postnatal fitness um I mean because you've been there you know you've done it um when you had Inez and you obviously stayed super super fit through your pregnancy I'm sure by the sounds of your character (laughs) um 
how how soon did you go back to working out? I know you did that first ride after four weeks. And what did how did you find your body responded? And because I think a lot of um, I get a lot of questions about I'm not sure if my body's ready. I'm nervous about going back working out and then injuring myself because I go too hard too fast kind of thing. So what what would be your recommendation based on your experience? Obviously, everybody's different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. I mean, I think it really depends on on your on your level of or your original level of fitness and how you you your body is to train. Um, I think I mean they always say you can do anything that you, your body like knows how to do. I didn't do anything new. I didn't do any workout that I never had never done before mm. for both, like throughout both pregnancies. Um, I think a lot of women. I think. I think it's a lot about being, uh, it's a lot about knowing your body and being confident that you're pregnant and you're growing a baby, but you're not ill. No. And, and the baby is, is a strong baby and it's not going to fall out of you. There's nothing wrong with working out or exercising during pregnancy. Um, as long as you've got, obviously, your like doctor sign off and your low, low risk and all these things, you know. Um, but normally, I think what I always advise is during the first trimester, you should feel more tired and everything. So you shouldn't go too hard during the, the first trimester. Just take it, keep moving, keep doing maybe like your yoga and your bar and like maybe less really intense workouts. But then in your second trimester, for me, there's no reason you're holding back. Like, if you feel great, um, I yeah, I worked out every single day. Like, I think it's as long as you feel really good. And for me, it's not about just feeling good during the workout. It's how you. It's really noticing how you feel after the workout. Yeah. Because if you sometimes you do a workout when you're pregnant and it feels great. But a few hours later, you feel completely drained, your energy level is completely dropped, and you feel pain and aches, and that is not how you should feel. And I think it's about it's a lot about observing and taking notes of which workouts made you feel great and which workouts didn't. And letting go of things that you may really enjoy normally, but that are not the right ones at, the, at this particular moment. Yeah. Um, and I think as long... I think it's just keeping really an open mind about the type of movement you can do when you're pregnant because obviously I had to drop some of the workouts that I would normally do because they're just too intense yeah. at the moment and they didn't make me feel too good or they made me really frustrated because I couldn't do like half of it. Um, and, and these, I, I'm passionate about movement. I'm passionate about any workout kind of. So for me, it's easy because I could... I can do anything, I will be happy. Like I could run or swim or climb or do yoga and it makes me happy. I think it's, for me, it's more the headspace that it yes. provides me. Um, um, then it, it, it's really the movement. It's not about a particular workout. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's all about trying different things, trying what works for you, what makes you feel really good, really at peace. Um, and I think, and then just keep up with that and it's going to evolve throughout the pregnancy. So me, I always start during my first trimester, I do loads of yoga, I do a lot of spinning, but it's because my body is really used to that. Yeah. 
And then during the second trimester, I feel great usually. So I go harder. I still do all my like weightlifting and things like that. I just don't go 100%. I train at like 70%. And I just notice my breathing, make sure I breathe properly, make sure I do my pelvic floor exercises and make sure I lift my pelvic floor and connect to the core and like all this stuff. Um, and I think then during my third trimester, I have majorly reduced the amount of workouts, um, the intense workout during my week. And now I do a lot of bar and I did a lot of bar during my first pregnancy. That was probably the workout that that I kept the most throughout the pregnancy. And I think bar is an incredible workout when you're pregnant because, Obviously, they give you modification. I don't do any of the core work, um, but I do all the thigh burns and the bum and the, the arm, and it still like give you such a sense of achievement. Yeah. And you feel great. You feel strong, um, and you feel, you see you see definition in your body. Like even when you're pregnant, I saw my legs like getting thinner or things like that. So. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's about the type of workout that you choose, uh, make sure that it's the workout that makes you feel really good and that doesn't make you feel weaker. No. Um, but I think in terms, I, I used to work out, if I'm honest, I used to work out at least once a day, if not three times a day. Wow. <laughs> like now I probably work out every day, but like just once I do like one workout a day. Maybe I, I have maybe one or two days off um, at times, but I just mix it up. So when I say I work out every day, it's like I move every day. So yeah. even if it's a yoga class, for me, it counts. Like, yeah. So yeah, a yoga or a bar. So now I just do one. And before I used to do two or three, basically. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, it makes me feel really, really good. And I didn't have any issues. I think that the most issues I had is people's reaction and or even my family getting worried about me and being like you need to stop you need to slow down and stuff but um I just listened I just listened to my body and um and it has never been an issue and I really do not think that working out is a problem um I think it uh, shouldn't be like this and I think as long as you're reasonable with what you do and you listen to how you feel it's um it can only be a good thing really and that's the same. Everything that you've just said applies totally to postnatal as well, doesn't it? Listen to your yeah. body, you know. Look. So it's true. Yeah, I think for postnatal, my biggest advice, I think you, you did a podcast on this. My biggest advice would be to really go and get yourself checked properly Absolutely. by the woman's health physio. Because me, that was that was what made the biggest difference uh, in my recovery and also in my confidence. Um, because I have, yeah, you have, I have to be honest when you give birth the first time after the baby's out, I did not expect to have lost that much muscles, but I did. And, um, this, I was not prepared for it. I, because I had worked out so much throughout the pregnancy, um, I did not expect it to be, to have lost so much muscles, but I did. And like the body feels completely different and you start to like shake in planks after a few <laughs> seconds. Like, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and you really feel like your body has left the building. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think, Absolutely. I think 
you really do need to take it easy and it really depends on what type of birth obviously you have and some births are very traumatic and you can just not work out in the first few months and some for some some of my friends in the first year even yeah so I think it's really about it's a really like it's a personal experience and it depends on a lot of things but the the really the thing that I really urge every every single woman have birth is to really get themselves checked because because the GP sign-off doesn't mean and oh, it's doesn't rubbish. Mean, let's be honest, it's completely rubbish. Yeah, uh, they don't check anything. No, they, they just ask you how do you feel. I'm like, yeah. well, yes, I feel good, thank you. Um, so yeah, when I when I went and saw that woman, and she does like in an internal check. Yeah, and she really like she she makes you squeeze like she and then she does proper education. I had like a few sessions with her, and I was concerned because I said, look, I. I want to, I'm a spin instructor, I ride a lot, I do a lot of workouts, and I want to get back as soon as possible, I need someone to really train me, um, and she said, she said, it's not a problem, let me like do the examination, and we we'll see where you are, and I felt that it was not working, like before at all, I was, I, I could, I could feel it, I was like, my pelvic floor is completely destroyed, <laughs> please, like, let me know what I need to do, and she said, oh, actually, after the examination, she said, actually, your baby flow is like doing really well Um, it's just that I didn't obviously it's not going to be the same at the moment Uh, she said but you are actually like doing really well and we're just going to need to do like a few more sessions together and then she gave me that squeezy app is amazing like I read about it to all of my friends but it is truly amazing the the progress I've seen using it from from like every single day uh it's absolutely incredible and it only takes like 30 minutes of your day and the progress are for months and months and months to come it's incredible so I'm completely blown away by that app. <laughs> I love it. I rave about it. Um, and yeah, so I think that was the best decision I've ever made. After a few sessions with that woman, I felt so much stronger again, just by doing pelvic floor it's crazy yeah that really like that is that is the that is the the key to the rest of the body functioning so it's uh it's so important so essential i will try and find the link to that app and put it in the show notes so everyone can click through to it that'd be great and then yeah and then i had i I did um have a pt a postnatal pt yeah Uh, so i started back I went for a ride after four weeks. I had the GB sign off by then. Um, I explained that like I work out loads and everything was well. I had no diastasis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had like a proper check before. Um, so I did my first ride and it was it 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 was it was okay. My body like felt felt good. And then I started doing yoga again. I went to like postnatal yoga and all of these things so I started really slowly like doing a lot of yoga just a few spin sessions but not pushing myself in any way um and just really working with the breath and working with like my core and then and then I did these sessions and that was a game changer and after these sessions I started to do the PT sessions and I saw a PT for a couple of months just to build strength back into my whole body into my legs because it's not just the floor so into my legs into my arms in everywhere um and only after yeah after after this two months i started to do like classes again like normal classes again but 
I I mean, obviously, like everyone is different, and everyone like try to educate the way they choose. But um, it is true that it's like you, ha- you do have to be a bit careful about like not going and do like berries and oh my gosh, absolutely breaking oh, up right. meals like right away because you may feel great, but it's uh, I think it's exactly the same thing we've talked about. You feel great when you do it, and then after when you go home, yeah, especially when you breastfeed. Like I was breastfeeding, and a lot of women asked me. One of the main concern is me not having enough milk. Yeah because I was working out that much. But I want to tell everyone that it's never been an issue. I had enough milk for Ines. I had way more than she needed. I never had to top up with formula. And she was exclusively breastfed for 11 months. So I think, um, I don't think it's an issue. You just need to make sure that you feed yourself the right amount when you work out. Obviously, you need to make sure that after the workout, you properly fuel your body back and before the workout as well to make sure that you are constantly giving your body enough to uh, to be able to work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my last question to you, because I've just heard that my little one is awake. <laughs> so my time is running out. Um, so you're obviously French. Is Ben English? English, yes. So, are you try? Do you speak French with Inez and Ben speaks English, or because we're doing the same? Because obviously Hendrik's French and Hendrik pretty much ninety nine percent only speaks French to Amandine, and I speak English, and then attempt my French. <laughs> um, but is that uh, what you do as well? So yeah, this is. I mean, we said initially I would speak French to Ines and Ben would speak. English. Obviously, sometimes I do speak English to her. I think Ben is better than me as setting those barriers, and like he's always he just speak English to her. Yeah. But me, sometimes I do speak English to her. I have to say, um, but I try to mostly speak to her in French. And at the moment, because she's so small still, she clearly understands both languages really well. Like when I speak to her in French, I can see that she understands. If I say, go and grab your shoes in French, in French she, go and, she goes and grab your shoes. But in, in, in the speaking, she has a lot more words in English than in French at the moment. Yeah. She has like a few in French, but most of her words are in English. And I'm not, I don't really, I think it doesn't matter. I think no. as, like, we just have to keep going. Like she's only 18 months old. I'm not yeah. expecting anything from her. Um, so I, I think she's just like, as long as she, she's, yeah, she looks really happy and healthy and that's what matters. And, and we just keep on doing, I speak French and my husband speaks English, but it's, it's hilarious because my mom came over and she was a bit like frustrated. She was like, oh. why is she not speaking any French? Is she speaking <laughs> this English and I was like mom I'm I promise like it's not that I'm not making any effort I speak French to her leave her time yes, and um absolutely. it was she really funny me and that's English isn't it so there's exactly. always going to be one exactly. dominant language and then she'll probably exactly. flick to French but I also it. had I heard that they take the mother's language eventually right um so I don't know, we'll see, but I'm not, I'm really not concerned. No, like people no. often say to me that bilingual kids speak a bit later. Yes, and we were told honest, that actually. But to be honest, I'm not even sure because I mean, I don't, I feel like she speaks the same as other kids at our age. Um, but um, it's, yeah, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to, 
I'm not schooling her mm. at home. When we're at home, we are playing and we speak a bit of English, a bit of French, and I'm not trying to teach her words every day. I just, I want to let her be and and she will, she has loads of time to learn French and English, yeah. so I'm not too concerned. Oh, well, that sounds so lovely. I mean, it's been so, so nice talking to you. I'm going to have to... Um, end because Amandine is definitely awake <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on it's been lovely hearing your birth story and all your advice on fitness and best best of luck with your second thank you so much thank Let you and sorry yeah, I rambled oh my gosh no it's lovely it's so lovely I mean these last few podcasts have just literally been me rambling loads so it's so nice to have <laughs> I a guest that. I love it I listen to them all the time so good just let everyone know when if they want to come practice yoga with you and then when you get back into cycling where can they find you Yes. So I teach both yoga and spinning at Cycle London. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've just opened our new flagship in Mortimer Street. And Emma, like next time you're in London, you need to come and check it out. Absolutely. Just, and yoga, the yoga studio you would absolutely love, I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm going to be teaching. Um, I think I'm going to be teaching back in the spring, so in March. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I'm still teaching until Christmas. And then I'm on maternity leave. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really, really lots of things to look forward to and there you have it a little insight into someone who runs a full-time job and also has children and also does more on the side um i had a lot of you asking questions about wanting to hear someone um, who did have a full-time job and have kids and had to think about nurseries and all that kind of thing so i hope that has given you a little bit of a look into that world Thank you so much for listening. I am really trying to push the podcast forward this year. This is one of my, I don't really have new year goals, but it is a goal of mine. There are so many of you writing in to say how much you love these podcasts and I really do appreciate you telling me and I'm so happy that I can be of service and provide something like this for you. What I would love if you have five minutes or even two minutes, it really shouldn't take that long. If you wouldn't mind just popping onto iTunes and giving it a review. If you haven't got time to write anything, don't worry. Just pop um, those stars, select those stars, um, whatever you feel it is worth. And that would mean a lot to me. It really, really would. Um, And obviously spread the word. If you know anyone pregnant, I got pregnant at this time um, last year. So it is quite a popular time to be pregnant or to find out that you are pregnant. So it would be lovely if you would spread the word for me. All right, I will check in with you next week. It's just me next week filling in on so much fun stuff. And I actually do have a lot to fill you in on. All right, lots of love to you all. Have a beautiful week. Bye.